0: Hey everybody, Tyler Smith here. Before the episode proper starts, I just wanted to let everybody know that we recorded this episode a couple weeks ago, and uh, there was uh, concern that it might be a little bit uh, too light given uh, the the current state of things. And so, just wanted to let everybody know that and uh, to keep that in mind. And I also wanted to remind you that if you buy any of our premium episodes. During the entire month of June, 100% of the proceeds will go to Communities United Against Police Brutality. So if you want to buy a commentary or a premium episode or whatever it is, uh, the entire amount will go to, uh, once again, the Communities United Against Police Brutality. So uh, it's an opportunity to uh, get some bonus content for yourself as well as uh, support a good cause. So uh, the episode will be starting right now. Welcome aboard the Battleship Pretension. I am Tyler Smith.
1: I'm David Bax.
0: And thank you for listening. David. Yes. How you doing?
1: I'm very excited uh, for what's about to be a chaotic, chaotic episode because sure. uh, I don't think it's, I think it's more guests we've ever had on the show, uh, more guests than we ever had on the show one time before. That's right? true. Yes. Because yes. Zoom allows us to, to to do that. We Our, 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 our board at, at your house only has four mic inputs, so we've never had more than That's two right. guests. Today we have three. I'm braced for chaos um, yeah. <laughs> uh, but before we get to that I want to tell you uh, and the listener and our guests uh, if they care to hear uh, about tweakedaudio.com tweakedaudio.com is where you go for professional quality earbuds in a variety of stylish styles and colorful colors they look great they sound great Tyler and I use them each and every day uh, Tyler I did this back uh, I always uh, uh, for the guests I always uh, say some. what have been listening to on my tweakedaudio.com earbuds sure. uh, recently and, and Tyler back when Steve Even Farber was our guest. I talked about a uh, playlist of of death metal and grindcore that I was listening to and just read off some band names. I've got a new playlist. So today I listened to some music by Carnal Savagery, Regurgitated Divinity, Oath of Damnation, Angel Grinder, Puncture Wound, uh, Tombstoner. That's a good one. Um, a band called Necro Wretch. Uh, so <laughs> these are some of the some of the bands that I was listening to today. All now, of sounded. Let, let me I'm,
0: interrupt you for a moment, yes. because as you know, like in the in I, I'm sort of tangentially involved with like the, the Christian film industry. I read oh, sure. a lot of I read a lot of scripts and stuff. Yes. And uh, what's funny to me and something that I've been very critical of within that industry is the way Christian. Writers, directors represent non Christian culture, (laughs) specifically when it has to do with like metal or something like that. But what I like is that no matter how uh, extreme and ridiculous christian culture might represent metal culture it doesn't even come close to the actual culture like those are names that if someone had said like hey we're gonna we're we're gonna have a band in our movie that worships the devil and they're called this i'd be like you're you know, you're gilding the lily, you're going too far. Uh, and it turns out, no. Regur-
1: is- regurgitated divinity, no one's going to buy it. No <laughs> exactly. one's going to buy this name of the bank. Exactly. You know, well, it all it all, uh, it all sounded great on my tweaked audio.com earbuds that are available at a low, low price at tweaked audio.com. But if you use the offer code pretension at checkout, you get one third off that low, low price and no shipping charges. So please go to tweaked audio.com and use the offer code pretension. Tyler? That was kind
0: pretension, of, sorry, uh, offer yes. code pretension. It kind of uh, paused for a moment there.
1: Oh, did it? Oh, yeah. sounded great uh, here on my tweet <laughs> like your earbuds.
2: Achieving a
3: gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with bite Clear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. BiteClear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get eighty percent off your impression kit when you use code Wondery at Byte.com. That's B Y T E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte.
1: Um, of course. Heather, let's get yes. into it, shall we? Okay. You want to, I mean, why don't you introduce our guests? <laughs> Well, first off, don't tell me what to do. But you you were we're... looking
4: at me. Yeah. Just before we hit
1: record, we said, we're going to say hi, I'm going to do the ad read, Tyler's going to introduce the guests, and then you looked at me. You know
0: what's uh... interesting, though, is that uh, I guess instinctively, because Uh, Our guests today uh, were the the hosts of a a podcast that uh, you and I both loved many years ago. Um, The the show predates uh, Battleship Pretension, Um, and you're the one that introduced me to it. I have a very specific memory of listening to it. In my you know stupid horseshit whatever earbuds, certainly not tweaked,
1: yeah didn't um, even
0: exist yet as I was packing up boxes at my apartment in Chicago, getting ready to move to Los Angeles, wow. I have a very specific memory of that, and laughing and being like, "This is great, I can't wait to move to Los Angeles where uh you know where all the great podcasts are, and uh so it's
1: funny, I mean like in a way, like we i mean part of the inspiration for us doing this was that you, I didn't know what podcasts were. You told me Tyler. And then I mentioned to my girlfriend at the time, Tyler and I think about doing a podcast and she was like, Oh, I know somebody who does a podcast. And so the first people that I, it, it was, it, it was like, it was like Joe Strummer seeing, uh, the, the, seeing, uh, uh, the sex pistols or whatever and realizing, Oh, I could do that. It was like, Oh, yeah. real people can make podcasts. Also,
0: can you, like what a what a quaint time when one person says, "Oh, I know someone singular yeah. <laughs> who does a podcast," as yeah. opposed to now, I know like not merely because I'm part of this community, but like I think everyone I know at some point either has or has had a podcast.
4: Yeah, yeah. So that's
1: okay, how that's long enough. We've
0: been doing this, David.
1: Yes, enough introduction. Why don't you introduce introduce? Them? <laughs> <laughs> I'll introduce <laughs> okay. them all day long. Um, <laughs> so uh yeah so
0: the show that you uh turned me on to many years ago was uh called hudson and Gaines, and we have the whole crew here we've got mike hudson craig gaines and mike Musio, uh the 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 brain trust i like to think uh mm-hmm. behind this wonderful podcast guys how
1: you doing
2: great thanks for having us man i am also well
1: <laughs> Mike, I'm on tenterhooks here. Are you okay?
3: <laughs> I'm fantastic. Thanks for having
2: me. Woo. Yeah. Oh boy, as the host
3: it. of Hudson and Gaines, it's a real honor to be here.
2: <laughs> Mike can really slide into the character very easily. You guys, yeah. Watch out. Yeah. It exactly. is.
0: As, as always, this is something that, um, you know, in in the world of podcasting, it's fascinating when you meet someone who is like a fan first because they'll be like, oh my gosh, I can't believe, I can't believe I'm meeting you. It's just like, well, slow down. I'm not an actual celebrity. I'm just a person <laughs> that you've heard before this. There's really nothing special at all. Uh, it's not like uh, I'm, a, I'm an actor or anything like that. Uh, but nonetheless, it is very interesting, especially with podcasts because you're hear, you hear people and before you see them and now that I'm actually talking uh, to all three of you uh, it's very interesting to it's like I already knew what you look like I'm Facebook friends with all of you but like actually hearing these voices Mike's especially because uh, that it is sort of the character voice um, and uh, I hope that's not an insult or anything like that but uh, but this is a very surreal experience for me
2: well it's probably bad it's right. uh, for us that like anybody like actually Remembers this thing? It's something that the three of us love very dearly. But when we got your note, it was um, it was very nice to to receive during this time to know that uh, there are a few few people few people out there who still remember. Well, it was a very small passion project uh, that we did in the in the mid aughts.
0: It was it was something that I, uh, I I championed for a long time, and I remember uh, back when uh, Pod Thoughts was uh, was a blog. I remember saying like, "Hey, you guys should check out uh, Hudson and Gaines." And it was right when you guys were about done, uh, so I literally <laughs> didn't have anything oh, yeah, to yeah, really no, like, talk about. But,
1: but uh, well, for so, the listeners who don't so, know, can you guys describe what Hudson and Gaines was?
3: So I I mean it goes way back. So Gaines and I lived in Los Feliz. <laughs> and I remember we, um, we'd always, we'd kind of kicked back and forth this idea because I think we both just loved radio. We always just loved it, especially the morning zoo or <laughs> whatever. <laughs> so we had this idea of like, we should have a morning show. We should have a morning show. Hudson and Gaines, Hudson and Gaines. And then on a, because I reviewed cars at the time and Micah has made quite a name for himself uh, in the, the auto video game. He was a car reviewer. We met in Santa Barbara on this trip And I'm the kind of person throw out a million ideas, do none of them. (laughs) Mike is the kind of guy mentions an idea, sees it through, has the proficiency to actually accomplish it. So on this trip at some point, I'm like, yeah, Oh, you work in radio. Wow. We had this idea for a morning show. And he's like, you should do it. And uh, 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 so that's how it, it, it first came together. And he it, so Michael worked in radio. That's really where the skill set came from to, to bring it together. Uh he he just knew exactly how to do it. So then it came to a concept and we were also uh well we got we were kinda of over the morning zoo at that point. But what we'd picked up on was uh this kind of Hannity and Combs like you remember Hannity used to have a co host named
2: Colmes?
3: Or Colmes like half. <laughs> They just decide, I don't need Colm's, it's just Hannity now. But, like, Han- it used to be Hannity and Combs, and they, and they would kind of, like, give two perspectives, even though Hannity was kind of the louder voice and really would overshadow the whole thing. And I I was always fascinated by that interplay, and we just had this idea of, like, well, how about, like, a local version of Hannity and Colm's? And we're both from Michigan. It it is very, we're from small town, Michigan. So it's like, well, he's from Lansing. It's not exactly a small town, but I'm, you know, we're both from Mid Michigan. So, so we could pick up this banter of like what might happen in a, in a regional town, a small town and the things they would talk about. So we never really wanted to talk about on the nose political issues. It's more like stuff that happens around town that would hint at stuff. And it's just, I mean, it's like now there's a whole opinion industry, basically. Like everything is emerged around this. Like it's hard to get away from what we were mm. like getting at. So it really like the show just was conceived as this idea of two. Uh, essentially, Gaines uh, was a, a local community college professor.
2: Uh, you, you're you're too kind. I was in, I was an adjunct yeah. instructor. Oh. I wasn't even <laughs> a professor. <Yeah>. Speaking as
0: <laughs> speaking as someone who is now an adjunct instructor myself, wow. uh, the the moment I got that job, I was just like. Oh man. I'm just like uh, <laughs> the character of Craig Gaines and I do, I do, cor- yeah. I do correct people. Uh, like my students will say like, professor, I'm like, slow down. I'm an <laughs> adjunct instructor. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Go on. Oh.
3: Uh, yeah. No, no. So that's, the idea was exactly that. It's like, it's like, having a little bit of credibility but then dialing it back. So he's a professor but he's an adjunct at a community college, you know, so it's like he's still a progressive, he's into art, he's into the music, he's into the finer things of life. He's an elitist. <laughs> but he's, you know, he's still an adjunct at a community college and then I am the power broker of town, you know, like the ultra capitalist like I, you know, I run things, but it's I run a hardware store, you know, so it's it's been it's been around forever. So it's it's like we were we would pump ourselves up to these these points and the, the original I still really love the pilot, like the 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 whole conceit of the thing was that Gaines had had this show, and it was like a community access show, and it wasn't doing well because he's boring, <laughs> so I'm going to come in and fix it, you know i here I am to save the day, and I just keep i just from the moment I get there, I just walk over him and you know, and he's. It, it plays into our personalities anyway because I, I grew up talking over my family and t- you know like really being comfortable jumping on you know like push 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 and he's more of a well okay well uh, okay yeah <laughs> <laughs> so it it just worked and Micah like all credit like the whole show would have been us going um uh uh, uh, uh if, if it weren't for Micah editing it together to make it sound coherent and it really has that sound of. If you're a fan of local radio, it just has it. It's right there. All the little bumper music, the little like homespun commercials, sound effects added in. At first he had a little, he was actually sitting in a booth at first and it would push a button to go. Hey guys, you got to You know, like that kind of stuff, give us little production tips. So it, it started from that pure spirit of just like, let's try it and see what happens. And you know, like as you can see where things have gone and we'll we'll get into that. Like we were we were clearly on to something and that's what connected people uh the most was like, Oh that's that's really clever what you guys are doing, which was which was fun to hear. Yeah.
1: I like it yeah, uh, because you- Micah was sorry, Micah was the producer but also played the producer. Um, and that, uh, that little sound you're talking about that happened naturally was like comedy gold. You guys struck comedy gold with that. I remember I'm going to mention the, a line of micas that I still think about and laugh when I see a certain word, which is when Craig mentions having eaten at the local Mexican restaurant the wacky Wahacan and Micah goes is that how you pronounce
3: that <laughs> <laughs> and
1: I can't see the word Wahacan without thinking of that is it a I word mean, you see a yeah. lot uh, yeah, there's a lot of Mexican restaurants sure. in Los Angeles. Sure. The,
4: the thing is, that was kind of genuine. I actually did not know <laughs> well, how to pronounce yeah. that. Uh, I, I, well, I like to imagine that the Micah version that's in Hudson and Gaines is a slightly stupider version of me, but it's not that far. But that little crackle, too. That, I mean, I literally had a board, and I was producing a radio show at the time, and I was like, I guess I have to speak, but I'm not sure how to do this. And I've just figured out how to wire through the board on the talkback thing. But um, you're not the first person to mention <laughs> yeah. as being almost oh, like well. the fourth character yeah <laughs> it really is
0: uh you know this is going to be a situation where david and i probably take turns talking about how much we really love the show like so many aspects of it and one <laughs> of the things one of the things that i that i like about it is just how fully developed all three characters are um That's to say nothing of the characters that I get a really, really strong sense of but who don't really show up ever or at least not until much, much later. Um, But yeah, like Micah being this weird... Com- as a character being a weird combination of overeager and not caring. Uh, it, like depending on what's funniest in the moment, like on one hand being like, Oh, Mr. Gaines, Mr. Hudson. But then uh, on, on the other hand, being like, yeah, sure. Whatever. Uh, I, I remember thinking that was hilarious. And it really, I got a strong sense of who that character was. Cause I think we were all there at some point when we were like in our twenties and we we're in this job where it's like, okay, on one hand, I want to advance on the other who gives a shit? Yeah.
2: Well, the, 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 the cliche is write what you know, right? And th- like this show is, like Micah said, these characters are like slightly askew versions of us or versions of us that are turned up to 11. It, it's like, if this would have been something that we would have had to have created out of like out of whole cloth, it would have been a very different show. And I honestly don't think We could have done, and I don't think we we would have wanted to, because like Mike was saying, like the genesis of this is like where the three of us are from, and sort of like the three of us had all in like the few years previous to this had all moved to LA, had all moved out of like various small to midtown situations, and we were finding ourselves in LA, and the the show was almost a way to like not to get too thinky about it, but it wouldn't be gains if you're getting to think about it <laughs> is like the show is almost a way of sort of like examining, like where we were from. And I, I think you guys all know this, this like sense of like, you can't really know a place until you've left it. And you, you have this sense, this like, um, this perspective that you wouldn't get unless you were living somewhere radically different. And I know for the three of us, uh, like Mike and I I mean we would just used to spend so much time talking about like we couldn't even believe that we were in Los Angeles to begin with we couldn't believe that that was even where our lives had taken us but then we just used it as an opportunity to obsess way more than was healthy about uh about w- w- where where we were from and like that show was sort of i think our way of like w- w- one of the ways of studying that and you know like if you if you think about like what is great haven it's honestly like equal parts lansing bakersfield and greenville you know i gotta think like when the three of us think about what grave and is we probably kind of like envision our hometowns and then it kind of like melds into that that amalgam and you know mike was um he was alluding to this too but one of the like loose writing rules for the show was that the outside world like does not exist in this show we we purposely never wanted to be topical near the end i i think if memory serves we got a little more topical but we really like like this like intense provincialism was something that we really wanted to bake into it because it really then informs this like you know Mike and I were these like incredibly overimportant, <laughs> like self-important <laughs> personalities, and it's like th- this is something that Mike really like honed in on early. Like huge personalities, like extremely small stakes. Yeah, you know, like the, like the, the the gap between those two was just really something that we mined um, all the time, and um, mm-hmm. it's something that we just had we had a ton of fun with. Well,
3: I, we never really quite got into this, but the set in town called Great Haven, which size is basically undetermined. But I, I'm like the king of business in town, and I run a hardware store since 1880. And like, like the main street is named after the mayor's families. The Carl Five Two Four Carl, I think, was the address of my store. Uh, we knew the mayor on a relatively first name basis. You know, we were rivals with a small town nearby. And that was like, we would just kind of go through daily business. But like you're saying, we like to play with the concept of how big the place was because we, like uh, with the Simpsons, how they would just kind of like add stuff. Oh, yeah, of course we have a swimming pool. Of course we have a space station. Of course we have an airport. Of course we have a baseball team. We could just kind of like pull stuff in and out as we saw fit. Uh, I was just listening to the one where I get in an argument with the the arts, the art museum director, <laughs> and it's great. We have this whole like discussion about art and whatever, and it's kind of like waiting for Guffin for the like the giveaway at the end, and she's asking for full funding, and I'm adamant that we do not fund this thing. You know, don't fund this. Are you kidding me? in the taxpayers. And she's asking for $2,000, like, yep, <laughs> all in, all year, $2,000. <laughs> 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 I still, I just, I love those little bits, but that's when, when you grow up, I can I was from 7,000, uh, Lansing is 70,000. 120. And, yeah. It's enormous. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah, it's the capital. And, uh, and, uh, Mikey, you're from, uh, Tehachapi.
4: Yeah, Tehachapi, uh, as well as Bakersfield. But, I mean, tiny, tiny communities, you know, a couple of 10,000 people in, in Tehachapi. So, yeah, we're, we're all small town yeah. folk.
3: Well, that's where it's just, you kind of know, like, everyone kind of knows everything about each other. That's a fun part. And um, one of my, I, I was very, you know, you'd get bored growing up and I it, like to entertain yourself. And one of the things I always thought was funny were people's names. Just like, uh, they're. <laughs> Helen Carrows, I think is an I could like I could I can still hear names we've made up along the episodes of people. Oh, Helen Carrows. I just loved I uh, like like we had a <laughs> officer Gary Valentine was like poli- like an officer, officer in Pine <laughs> uh, Chief Schnapp is that what we made up as our police yeah. Chief, yeah, chief name. Schnapp, like yeah. all these n- names, yeah, they would have like. I love those and the small town names
2: nearby, like with we Palomo, Westphalia, and mm-hmm. uh, Palomo like, Westphalia uh, is real well, life, by the way. Yeah, Chief Chef yeah. is not. And what was the version right. of Palomo? It was Trowtown, right? In yeah, in, in games. yeah, yeah.
3: Well, Trowtown was our big rival, which to us was Belding, which is a big like, <laughs> right, big, right, right. like <laughs> mere mere image of my hometown, like eight miles away that we pretended to hate. I mean, it's somewhat like it's very Simpsons, like, you know, where, <laughs> where they just kind of hate the town over and it, you you rival with them. And it. it that's the thing that's like, it, I, it's, it's cool to hear you say the characters are so well-developed and that's what came through because we were pulling a lot of what we thought was entertaining about our time and space. So it allowed us to fill in all those little gaps that makes it seem so rich uh, because we could, Come up with a random school name that you know. Oh, we used to play, you know, LOL or whatever. <laughs> you could just pull these names seemingly out of thin air, and all of a sudden, there's you know, instead of a, a five characters, we're almost like um, we're immersed in a, a world of a thousand, and it 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 feels like we just pull the name so easily. Uh, I mean, one of the one of the big so one of my best friends growing up was. Um, he played Lynn Jepsen on the show, who was the head of the Chamber of Commerce, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, we had this ongoing bit where his wife's name was Lynn and his name was Lynn. So we would we would just, I mean, I, this happened. This happened when I was growing up. Hey, Lynn, or is this Lynn? I mean, it was just like because <laughs> you used to have to answer the phone and you wouldn't know who was <laughs> it was at first. Oh, Lynn, or is this Lynn? And we like that kind of humor was that's we love that kind of stuff where it's like very. <laughs> bespoke small town almost a throwaway and then on top all that is the i think the the larger thing that seemed to connect with people which was the kind of absurd opinionating uh where i would typically start with a very hard-founded opinion that you know i'm you know be damned if i'm going to change my mind and then sure enough i'd find out one bit of information and realize that Changing my mind would benefit me completely, and I would, <laughs> and, <laughs> and act as though you know, nothing was wrong. Of course, yeah, I've always felt for- this way.
0: And I forget what uh, who wrote it. It might it might have been uh, the guy for Pod Thoughts, but the way he summed it up was that you had, you know, Gaines saying a, a completely. Impractical, like left-leaning opinion, and then Hudson going with this totally uh, unyielding right-wing opinion, and then they actually sort of meet in the middle, and somehow everything's worse. That like yeah. <laughs> that when these yeah. when these guys actually get together, it's worse than if either one of the guys, either one of them got their way individually. <laughs> and I'm like, that's that's pretty brilliant. That's a very specific kind of of dumb that, uh, that, that this world of Great Haven has produced. And it's something that, (laughs) that, uh, that again, like you're drawing from real things. And I, uh, I've lived a few places, including big cities and smaller towns. And I lived in Taft, California, which we'll get to in a moment. And then, uh, I lived in Nixa, Missouri, N-I-X-A, which is a town of Jason Bourne home of Jason Bourne, fictional character. Wow. Um, But, uh, and one thing that I really love is that all of these small towns, speaking from the point of view of, I've lived in two of them, but uh, both of those small towns had their own like little events Like in Taft, because it was built around oil, uh, every I think every four years or every few years there was Oil Dorado, which was like a fun (laughs) little (laughs) festival. But then uh, in Nixa, every year, oh good god, there was something called like Sucker Day because, uh, like, there was a local stream or whatever, and once a year, like sucker fish would show up to like spawn, and so. So you could catch sucker fish. Now here's the thing. It's not I, it sounds like it's just a meaner April Fool's Day, but <laughs> right. it's not based on that. No. no, it isn't. Except everyone suckers because to my knowledge, and I don't like fish anyway, but no one in Nixon, Missouri likes the way sucker fish tastes. Everyone hates them, but they'll have sucker days where like it's just it's it's an excuse oh, to man. celebrate and then everyone would eat these fish and hate them. And it's like that <laughs> you don't get you don't get more yeah. great haven than that. Then yep. let's all gather around this thing as an excuse that we all, but we all really don't like it yep. uh, when it comes well, right down a, to
3: it. It's funny you mentioned the food bit because I also just heard uh, the, the antler, uh, the uh, commercial for <laughs> yeah. the antler. Because I was always like, every place has this thing that they think is, yeah, they'll food kind food of pretend is good food. but isn't really, but it's theirs, right? And we came up with this thing called the antler. (laughs) Did you want
2: to describe that thing? I think you, I think you still have it committed to memory. God, it's, it's been so like, did it start as a, did it start as a hot dog? There's an ear of corn. Ear of corn. And ear are wrapped, wrapped in bacon, right? Mm -hmm. Is that right? And then dipped in bacon and then dipped in cheese. And the the
4: shiniest cheese. (laughs) The shiniest (laughs) cheese. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah.
2: Yeah,
3: right. That's what is. So we had this thing of like, oh, you know, this is, the, so one of the restaurants, Jen's Hen House. Jen's. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. When your wife won't cook and you can't eat your hand, come on down to the <laughs> hen house. That was the, <laughs> and we, they're like, they got, we, we kept saying best antler in town. Like you just have, so antler, the antler, you know, and, and it's this thing and uh, yeah, the crispiest bacon and the shiniest cheese. And it just sounds terrible, but we always talk about it. <laughs> so it's this treasured tradition. And uh, yeah, absolutely. I I, I kind of wish we would have done a whole exploration of where the art <laughs> came from and what that was about. But that's, that's part of the fun too, is we never explained a whole lot. There
4: was something about that, like how we would throw things out without much explanation. And I even, I'm not sure how much we knew about it. And then later kind of pay it off. I think Mayor Carl was a big one too. Sort of speaking about Mayor Carl in this (laughs) sort of grand, these grand terms. And then when you finally get him on the show, it's like sort of a miraculous, Deal, but I was listening to uh, one of the episodes earlier um, where we would never get Mayor Carl because we were too lowbrow. We like we we couldn't like yep. get him. So our competitor in Trout Town, a guy named Larry Forbes, who by the way is an actual talk show host in That's it's a guy named Scott Knox. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like like that guy was Larry Forbes, and he would interview Mayor Carl, and then we would take bits from his show and put them on ours, and that kind of thing. Where yep. like, there's this, um, I think you guys, uh, you know, uh, Craig and Mike did such a good job with World. Building and uh, making it feel real, even from like the very first episode.
1: Well, let's talk well, about speaking of the very first episode. When when was the very first episode
4: published? Do you remember? I think that well, it must have been two thousand six. Two thousand six. Okay. Right? Yeah. So yeah.
1: In, the, in the in those like primeval days of podcasting, most podcasts were like me and Tyler, like just people talking you know i mean actually i was thinking about the biggest tyler mentioned that uh pod thoughts at maximum fun and i pulled it up it was written by a friend of battleship retention colin marshall and he says in it fictional podcasts are few and far between this is from 2008 mm-hmm. and now it's that's become a much bigger thing, you know, even shows like Welcome to Night Vale is a big, uh, yeah. uh, example of, you know, a different take on a small town, but also that same sort of, uh, insular sort of, uh, uh we're not, uh, we're not saying how big this sound really is type of type of thing. Um, I, I guess I I'm, I'm just, how did you come to like this podcasting thing was so new and we're going to do this super ambitious thing with it. When everyone else was just like, I get me and Tyler, just, you know, white guys, uh, talking movies. There was
0: a time, there was a time though, when like people, when they would say positive things about us, one of the first things I said, is like, they're using microphones and, uh, and, uh, and a soundboard, because at the time, like it was, that was actually something of a novelty. So like, Whereas yours has like actual production value and music and sound effects and all that. But anyway,
4: sorry. When when Mike Hudson and I started uh, chatting about doing something um, in the podcast space, I think we barely knew what a podcast was. Um, Like learning how to make an RSS feed was like a baffling ordeal. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Like it was actually like a major hurdle. Um, But I I think uh, initially I had the notion that if you could use the podcast's um, medium to do fictionalized serialized. I was thinking more along the lines of like, kind of like the uh, the old 1940s, 1950s serials. I had a concept, I, I had a website for a while called Pod Serial. And originally I wanted to use it for a serialized fictional um, uh, storytelling device. And then when uh, Mike and Craig came together and we started working on Hudson and Gaines, that kind of concept merged into this. And then also it was just a really natural thing because if we're doing a radio show, and I'm a radio producer in real life, the radio show we're doing has to feel like real life. And so it was actually, very logical to well what what exists in a radio show well you have to have commercials okay we'll make commercials you have to have interstitial music okay i'll make interstitial music because i write music um okay well we have to have like a zillion different characters Well, we know people we know people in radio and we know all these interesting people craig and mike have all these interesting friends and so just sort of tapping into all the resources that are around us to make something that sounds as much like the radio i actually worked in was the goal mm-hmm. It's it's kind of like airplane. Like you don't want to make a jokey joke necessarily. You want to make something that feels real, right. and that makes it even funnier.
2: Right, Mike. So how, well, go ahead. Mike. Go ahead. No, wait. I, have we um, have we bypassed whatever statute of limitations there are in the city of Torrance with regard to like breaking an animal <laughs> laws to talk about <laughs> where, where we we recorded the show for the first like half of its run? Because I think yeah. that's a very important element to what David. Was talking about.
4: Yeah, the very first time we ever recorded was uh, in my living room over in Eagle Rock, um, and it was just a really, really simple thing. But it kind of laid the groundwork. That's where we came up with the Bush Pilots baseball, and I think that's where we came up with old, uh, old school, old school funk. Uh, and that yeah, kind of yeah. like those uh, core elements. But um, at the time, I was producing a radio show called Driver's Talk Radio. And uh, it was down in a studio in Torrance that I had built for that radio show. And so uh, me, Craig, and Mike would meet in the middle of the night when nobody was there. But I had a code to get in. And <laughs> we, we would record in this studio that was being used for this radio show that I was a part of. And um, I don't think, they, I, they, unless they're watching now, they still don't know.
2: I mean, we had we, we had a, We had a cover story for if, if we were ever caught, what we were doing there, so that Micah wouldn't get fired. And this was honestly, this was the most. This was the most exciting thing. On Friday nights, we three assholes would just like fight through traffic <laughs> to get to Torrance, and it was it was so exciting. We were all of us were like new to LA, and we were just like driving down whatever like the 405 to get to this you know this like office park and just sort of like surreptitiously slip into this this studio and so there was already this heightened sense of oh we're really doing something here and then not we weren't just like in front of mike we were in an actual studio and micah was in a real live control room and like mike was sitting over here and i was sitting over here and we had mics and that really allowed us Early on, to get in that headspace, and that was a, mm-hmm. I think that was a really important part to like the like the verisimilitude of the whole thing. Like it was actually really easy. Like we're not actors. We don't. We don't know, but we were in a radio station. We were in a radio studio. It was very easy for us to um, to envision this. And then I think the other thing we were talking well, about real
1: quick. though, yeah. What what was the excuse you had prepared in case someone busted you?
2: What what was it? What was I, it? I, I mean, I think it was like Micah. It was, it was like, Micah was like, "Oh, I have to do some clean up on this show, and yeah. these are my yeah. buddies who are just hanging out with me here. Okay. Don't." <laughs> mind well, it. I was on, I was on whatever
3: that dri- I was on that driver's talk. Right? That's there true. You know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. As an automotive expert. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. and I said something. Uh, I said something. I wouldn't even say negative about the title sponsor and they they had to edit that out. They like, actually ah, ah, <laughs> No, right, I gonna, had to edit, edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> all
4: right, right,
3: right. So that was that was probably the excuse. Oh, we're just editing that stuff Mike said out. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and uh if you'll uh if you'll excuse me, this is another instance where I'm uh, you know, being probably overly fawning when you say that you're not actors. Now you may be speaking officially that you're not actors. But I do think that the performances, and it sounds like, yes, like, they're rooted in who you are, uh, and then you're in an environment that lends itself to a certain naturalism. But nonetheless, like, it is possible to be, to go overboard with the characters. And at no point did did I get that sense. At no point did it feel like you were really... Uh, trying to play up, especially when you get into something political. Um, it's so easy to just be like, oh, okay, I'm going to play someone who does not share my values. I know how, how, I know how they act. Um, and in fact, I also, so it's, it's not merely that, but also the way that you would throw away stuff like a radio host would do. Like for example, Jen's Henhouse, the crispiest bacon and shiniest cheese. I have a very specific memory and it made me laugh. Mike, at one point you're saying it, it's like, it's like, oh, brought to you by Jen's Henhouse, the crispiest bacon. Like you said it like, okay, we're contractually obligated to say this, <laughs> but I want to move on to the next thing I want to say. And it's yeah. it's it's a hundred percent natural, and it feels it doesn't feel like an actor trying to play a character. It's a character moving moving past the sponsor, and it, like yeah. it really worked for me. And I, if it felt too forced or if it felt unnatural, I don't think the show would have
3: worked. So yeah. good job, well, that was awesome. I, well, the prep it, it, it's cool you say that because the prep was important to me because I. We we did things differently. So Michael was actually good at something. <laughs> he, <had that. laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> he brought that to, he brought that to the table. Gaines at his personality, but he likes over prepare and he was re- like he wanted to have a, a kind of outline of, of what the plot would be. And I, I mean, I was like the complete opposite. I, I was like I just don't really want to know anything about what's going to happen. I want you to hit me with it and just have me. Respond that always worked better for me. So that's like I was—I probably rushed through that read <laughs> because you know I don't. Micah probably said you got to do a read, or, like something, and I was actually like annoyed by it, like ah, blah blah blah, you know, trying to get through it to get <laughs> to my next thing because I never wanted to sound prepared. I always wanted to like the character. I mean, the character really thought he was better than the whole thing, right? Oh yeah, of course I'm a radio. I can show up and do this in my sleep. We're gonna get. I kept referring to the you know the the twenty fold increase in ratings or whatever. Like I would just like throw these stats out that didn't mean anything, and be you on know, talk down everybody. And that's what um, that's what allowed that to work. But the the I say the key to the banter working and making sure that the character we never got too carried away is that games and I have been friends for so long, and we've had so many discussions. Like I know his cadence, he knows mine, so we can we can kind of do that dance. Like I, I know when his thought is about done and I can like jump in with something funny <laughs> and I, I know how to like step on him to be intrusive and, and that kind of, which is absolutely what this character is all about. <laughs> and uh, that, that's what to me made it, it made it easy. Even though we have no training, we had no, we had real, no, no real agenda to be perfectly honest. We were, <laughs> we were just, we're just trying to amuse ourselves. <laughs> and uh, we had friends that would call in and pretend to be callers. Um, I don't know if you, uh, I, I I had a cousin who, who wrote for television when I moved to LA. He was like, oh, you gotta listen to this guy, Phil Hendry. Like he does yeah. um, uh, yeah. fake voices. And at the time, like now he just does a, a podcast where he does all the voices. But then he, he was on like KFI or something. Or, he was on one of the big stations and he would, he would essentially host a show where he's everyone except the callers. The callers would be real people calling in angry about these guests and the crazy things they'd say. And they're, they, they're talking, he's just making it up. And it was, that was fascinating to me to see like that interplay and how callers respond. So that I loved having um, callers call in and I would never, prep them as to what I was gonna to talk to them about and I you know kinda of bully them. It was really it was really a lot of fun to have that interplay over the phone amid a live show because and that's why I came across feeling like it was actually happening, because it kinda of was.
2: <laughs> and I, I I think one of the like what allowed that world building to happen is that there was just a concentrated amount of time where the three of us were just completely obsessed with the show. And we thought about it <laughs> All the time, <laughs> all the time, and um, I'm trying to remember. Mike, were we living together? And we usually the co- I'm. I'm uh, I mean, either we were living together, or I mean? was like three blocks from Mike. You know, and so we yeah, just like yeah. we were. This is what we were, what we were like, like obsessed with, and that yeah. obsession plus the fact <laughs> that like whenever we either got together in Torrance, or later when we were doing it, mostly at Mike 's apartment you know this was like this is like a like an undertaking, and like we actually, after we left the the studio, we like invested in hardware <laughs> you know and we were we like, bought microphones and, yeah, and a board and the whole thing, and we were like, okay, we kind of like there was this um, mutual like i I owe it to the other two guys to like really dial in and do this thing right now, and Mike is right, we would have an outline that Mike would mostly ignore. But the thing is, is that we had this thing and we would like the recording sessions would be pretty long because we would record and then we would be like, okay, hold on, where do we want to go with this? And we would talk about, it, it was a, it was a combination of an outline talking about it and then improvising in the moment too. There was always something like we could just, you know, like the three of us would be like, oh, this, go, go, go here, do this. But yep. there was just this sense that like, okay, we're like taking up whatever, like our entire Friday nights to do this. Uh, let's really like, let's really do this. And I think those two things that like obsession and that just like idea that like, okay, if these other two guys care about this, this much, I'm going to care about it this much as well. And I'm, and I'm really just going to like commit to this. I think that's what ended up with that, like very, dense world what, what you guys were talking about and to talk
3: to talk about like so we would create we usually have a, a sense of something we want to do and this still happens people still send me oh this would be a great Hudson game. <laughs> this would be a great Hudson Games." <laughs> I mean think of all the stuff that I mean the past you know, like 10 yeah. years have been amazing for things that we could have like gotten at like um someone <laughs> someone was just talking about like they had an idea about Something to do with a strip club, but the thing for us would be we would dial that back. So I'd be like, no, Hudson wouldn't be upset about the strip club. He'd he'd be upset about the like bikini, coffee shop or the bikini car wash or, like something <laughs> just something like a step back, and it just makes it a little a little funnier. Right. So we'd have that concept, and then the commercials is where the real creative work and and the, all credit to Micah for right. like putting in all that effort. To produce those things because they sound like local spots. I mean, they're they're phenomenal. And are, really those, are those, those are those train
0: commercials? Are those train commercials real?
3: <laughs> I love that you yes. have to ask that too. Those, Incredible.
4: That's the real yeah. thing. So, okay. Yeah, so back when I worked That's at uh, I worked in a radio station in Bakersfield called Kern News Talk Fourteen Ten Bakersfield's hometown news and talk leader. That's where I, I learned the world of radio, and we got two special CDs over my time working there. One was Macho Man Randy Savage's rap <laughs> CD. I will send you some audio. It is amazing. And then the other one was were the PSAs for train safety and those are 100% real. And then what's amazing is that uh, once we exhausted those to help fill out our commercial breaks, cause making the commercials was so production intensive that uh, I used those really funny train commercials. I almost got killed today. Yeah. For <laughs> running, running on the train tracks. I, I've never seen a train uh, there before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we used those to fill up the commercial breaks. And then once we had exhausted those, they made some, there's uh similar commercials in, in Australia. Oh, Australia. And, yeah. Like remember, cool, kick, kick, kick it, kick it, kick it, kick it, <laughs> kick, kick, kick it. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that, those were all real, but everything else was fake. And it's like, I, I have to write the music yeah. and uh, you know, uh, you know, um, Mike and Craig have uh, improvised these spots and distilling them down into yeah. like a 30 second essence and, uh, and doing yeah. that with some regularity. It, I mean, I mean, the production on the on Hudson Games was I think untenable. <laughs> yeah
3: that that's what that's what it, it led to the cadence it was essentially Micah's bandwidth to produce it. And then honestly what led to the the kind of the end of the whole thing, because it was it was completely unfair. It would be like an hour and a half of games in my time and then you know oh, right yeah. 10, yeah. 12 hours I can't <laughs> even imagine. Yeah.
1: <laughs> wow. Um, so now, Mikey, you mentioned Bakersfield. Tyler's from Taft. I imagine there's a best of times, Robin Williams, Kurt Russell type of rivalry between you two. <laughs> but uh, you, yeah. you did tease off, Mike, that uh, there's a Bakersfield story here.
4: Yeah, I think uh, Hudson and Gaines hit its zenith via Bakersfield. Oh, so yeah. I, I worked at the glory. Oh, what a horrifying concept! <laughs> Hitting but it's your also zenith, the most Hudson and
2: Gaines zenith <laughs> yeah. you can think of. Come on. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay, <laughs> Where, so, so...
4: So the station I worked for, they were change- um, after I had left and moved on and moved to LA, they needed to change their transmitter. They were like moving from one transmitter to another, and what they needed to do was cover, I think it was like 12 hours of airtime, and they, but they couldn't broadcast from the normal broadcast situation. So the, per- uh, the program director asked me, he's like, "Hey, could, could we run your podcast?" during the 12 hours that our station is going to be off air. I was like, yeah, what do you guys think? Sure, okay. So we drove to Bakersfield to listen to our podcast on my old radio station. And the amazing thing is that they got all these calls because people thought it was real. Mm-hmm. we like, we're talking about Great Haven. We're talking about Trout Town. We're talking about Mayor Carl. We're talking about Shiny Cheese and people thought it was real. And but yeah like so we the, the, so so i think the zenith for any podcast is to actually be on the radio mm-hmm, it was amazing
3: mm-hmm. <laughs> so what, well, what was the well, uh, well just, there's one extra part like micah's dad played mayor carl right and micah's dad is a weatherman mm-hmm. so, so when this happens micah's dad pitches the story to his tv station hey my kid's show is gonna. My kid's podcast is going on, so he gets to do a spot on the local TV sh- station, and it does, it's like this little report. I'm watching it, and he signs off with this. This is the first time an internet show has gone to real radio. <laughs> <laughs> <No support>. uh, <laughs> completely, un- completely unverifiable. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm curious what the, for the transmitter removal, what was the, what was the 12 hour window? What was it like overnight?
4: Yeah, it was, it was like, it was like from like, 6 p.m. or like 3 p.m. Uh, like, yeah, something like that. that was uh, it was, yeah, it was one of those overnight things. But um, literally, like if your podcast is being aired in a small town, like the meta component of oh. your fake small town radio show being on a real small town radio station oh, yeah. is like too much. Like, yeah, I'll yeah. drive to Bakersfield to hear that. Yeah. I'm just wondering yeah, if the if cool. the
1: people thinking it was real was maybe uh exacerbated by the fact that it was two
3: fifteen AM or whatever. Yeah, that's yeah. it. sure. Man, that's too. There's a lot of alcohol yeah. involved in that. Mm-hmm. The the thing too uh with that is like at that time I I mean it probably took as long to download a show as it took to listen to it. Like <laughs> there was Like internet was really slow and listening to podcasts was hard. And you had like, I mean, I had one on one of those old iPods. I think that's where I kept all these with the with the wheel or whatever. I mean, like it wasn't, it wasn't really all that easy to get these things to store them and to listen to them. It was like being on the radio was still like way bigger deal than Oh yeah, I threw this thing online and maybe you can download it. The next time you get to an ethernet cable, (laughs) you know, Yeah,
0: it's uh, – do you ever uh, – I mean, obviously, you live in uh, in different places now, so this would not be an easy thing to do. But do you guys ever feel uh, – similarly, you said people would say to you, like, oh, this feels like it would be a great Hudson and Gaines moment. And certainly – not to get overly political, but I can't think of a bigger of more of an adjunct instructor vibe than Bernie Sanders. And similarly, I can't think of more of a Hudson hardware type than Donald Trump. And so like, like, do you guys ever, whether it be just because it was so much fun or just look at the larger landscape and think like, oh, I wish we were still doing the show.
4: Yes. Okay. I think there
1: was something. Oh, wow, so says special. the guy who had to spend twelve hours <laughs> editing yeah, every right, episode. The first yeah. one to say yes.
4: I just feel like there was something but, so special about what we did, and um, it was just you know it's like uh, the perfect combination of people to do that. And I think there's uh, a such a, a such room for that that format. It could be so relevant now if only it wasn't such a pain in the ass to do.
3: Yeah. Yeah. No, I think uh, had we 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 got caught in this little nook of we had a good idea that i you know was clearly before its time kind of predicting something i mean you articulated it pretty well like our characters kind of turned into major politicians <laughs> <laughs> and and that 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 personality it's just like it it's it's so it's everywhere now you can't watch any news without picking up you know, kind of unfounded unbacked up opinions <laughs> bouncing around all over the place and people talking over each other. It's just so it's everywhere now. It's, it's, it's how we listen to things. And that's where, uh, I, I think if we'd continued it, it would have worked, you know, the downloads would get faster. It'd be easier to promote, you know, we, we would have gotten more attention for it, but we're, we all just kind of got to this point where Micah's career was taking up much more of his time. I I had had a kid, Maggie, my daughter, actually appears in a few of the shows in the background, uh, as well as my dog, Buckley, as the money dog. He just barks once, and we called him the money dog. Money dog likes it. But Like, our lives went in all these different directions. I started a company and had to go off and do that. So it was like, we were getting pulled all over the place. But I I would like to actually say, and, and to talk a little longer to keep games from getting the answer, but like, (laughs) the <laughs> I would I would like to say I there was enough friction amongst us from this kind of unequal split of duty that it it I I think it caused us to stop because we I think we were kind of getting sick of each other to be perfectly honest <laughs> because of that dynamic of like oh hey Mike I want you run off and you know spend the next weekend just putting this
2: together while me and Gaines will be going out to eat you know right <laughs> right and the. I, <sighs> I probably hold out on that question because for me it was such a time and place thing. Like, like when I like Hudson, like I was saying before, Hudson and Gaines worked because the three of us were in, especially me and Mike, we were in close proximity, and we had the space in our lives at that point to be completely obsessed with it. And we were honestly probably like young enough to just kind of be like. Crazy enough to do it, and Mike is totally right that, like, honestly, like, never utter a half-baked scheme in the presence of Micah Musio because that thing will yeah. it'll just happen. Like, that's it. Like, there's no, like, we like we kind of talked about it jokingly, and Micah was just like the Terminator. He was just like, okay, well, we're going to do this, and that's it. And yeah. you know, it, t- <laughs> it took a while to, to nail us down, but he he actually he actually did that, and I like. I like there are there's times when I just all of a sudden like fall into this reverie and I'm just like this was like just one of the most creative periods uh, of my life and there's so much uh, like you guys were saying there's so much material out there that could that could be used but I also just feel like uh, like when I think about that show it's 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 such a specific like time and place in our lives that like if we were ever gonna do something. Again, it would be like i I feel like it should be like something something new, something that like takes our skills and who we are like now like I feel like if I went back to it i'm just speaking for myself I don't think I'd do a very good job of like being being that character because we've also all changed the, 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 I think another real key to why this show worked is that the three of us were really all just like a few years removed from our hometown, you know, and we're all like r- we're all like it's we're all closing in on like 20 years of like moving from our hometowns now and it's it's undeniable that we're like we're different people right and like we all definitely have very strong connections still to where we're from while our families are still back there uh, and and we go back there when travel (laughs) is something that is actually like allowed but um, our relationships with those places have have changed as well You know, like I'm at the point personally where I've lived in LA longer than anywhere else in my adult life. You know, I'm like by, by account of years, I'm as almost as much an Angelino as I am like a Michigander. And so like, if I were to do this do that specific show, I just feel like it would be hard to get back in that, in that headspace. Um, all of that said though, like the draw is always there. Cause it was just, it was the most fun I think like the three of us have had. And like just being in that, that like headspace where you're like creating something with two other guys who are, you know, just as like creative and driven uh, was just like, it was, it was an awesome time for sure.
0: You know, it's interesting as you're talking about this, I find myself getting oddly emotional. Um, Aww. because it just, I know that sounds weird, but given it, it makes me realize how long David and I have been doing this mm-hmm. and, and this feeling, and there, there came a moment. I have a very specific memory. Uh, it was, a, it was, you know, back when I rented an apartment instead of owning a town home and now an actual house. And like, just to speak. To how different my circumstances
1: are, and I remember David and you I worked at Blockbuster, which doesn't even exist anymore. Yeah, exactly, yeah.
0: Uh, it's oh man, not, that, uh... not just the company; the industry doesn't yeah, exist yeah, yeah, anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
3: yeah.
4: <laughs>
0: and so, uh, but I, but I remember uh, David and I had this is probably in two thousand nine or ten, but uh, maybe even a bit earlier. But David and I had just recorded an episode and there is this, and we were talking about what we were going to do sort of in the, in the future, like as far as uh, the podcast and website and stuff. And I remember I was very excited to keep going with battleship pretension. And I, and I figured he was as well, but we'd never really had a conversation about like, how far are we taking this bullshit? You know, Mm -hmm. and I, Mm -hmm. but I didn't want to have a serious conversation yet. So instead (laughs) I paused and I said, hey, I've got a question for you. And this was how I phrased it. David, I don't know if you remember. I remember this conversation, yeah. I said like, are you in it to win it? That's how I said it. (laughs) (laughs) And you know what, and David knew exactly what I meant. He goes, yes, we're doing this. And it was shortly after that. So this must've been 2010. It was shortly after that, that David got us like connections with studios and we started going to screenings and suddenly like we stopped doing the the comedy shows and just focused on the movie stuff. And as, and I think about like the role that battleship pretension has had in my life. I, I would not have been accepted to the grad program of UCLA if not for being part of this thing called new media, mm-hmm. you know, and as a function of that, that changed the whole trajectory of my life. And, uh, and it's just interesting to think about, like, who I've become as a result of podcasting and uh, and all of that. So I know that has not, uh, very little to do with what you were actually saying, but it's where my mind
4: went. But it's well, also, no, it's it's easy for us
1: to, I can I can do the post on an episode of Battleship Pretension while I'm watching an episode of BoJack Horseman. It doesn't mm-hmm. take me
3: an entire weekend.
1: Sure, Aww. absolutely, yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> I mean, that's, that's nice uh, that's awesome that's the best that's the best to hear though because um i i i mean i don't think i've ever gotten better feedback from people who listen. to like, it's always it was like resoundingly positive like oh that's so great i love that thing I, I feel great about it uh i i think this is the first time i've heard that it actually let like, you like you know it helped inspire a career in that and and your phrasing of are you in it to win it that's a conversation we never had. Uh, we kept kind of implying we were in it to win it, but we, I think we were all just kind of hoping someone would listen and you know like suddenly it would take off, but I don't think we were re- really ready to promote it. Like I don't even think I posted the episodes to my Facebook page or anything. I didn't, I just I didn't I didn't want to promote it. I wanted it to just happen, you know. I'm
1: glad
3: <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but and, and, and you have uh, Mike has gone on to you know a career in content uh, production uh, and won awards for it and is fantastic at it and, uh, <laughs> and I am and so <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's one of those things of like he always had that attitude. It's, I, I'm thinking of I, I don't know if you've watched the Beastie Boys story, um, the movie, but they thank MCA so many times like they just thank him and thank him and thank him and of course he's passed. So it makes sense, but it's like they keep getting to this point about him that he's, he's not, there's, there's three kinds of friends, you know, you're good friends and the friends are always there. And then there's the friend that makes you do something. And like, when I heard that, I was like, that's Micah. (laughs) Micah is the friend that made us do it because Gaines and I were more than happy to sit around doing the show in our booth at the restaurant for the rest of our lives. Like it would have been totally you know, fine, but it wouldn't, we never would have gotten the joy that we got at actually doing it. Yeah. And then to share it and to hear that it actually connected in an important way. That's the best. I mean, that's the absolute best. That's like the show is a success uh, just on that one story.
1: <laughs> well, uh, so you guys did what just under 30 episodes. I think they're still available, um, uh, out there. Where can people find them?
4: Just Google Hudson and games.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty, I think it,
1: we'll, we'll link, we'll link to it
3: on the website as well. On the, the feed there somewhere. Yeah. We're going to, you yeah, know, let like a best of at this point, but yeah, I, I yeah. was going through it. I, there's so many great characters and stuff that I, I love. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's fun for us to, to go down memory lane uh, yeah. from time to time. So,
4: yeah,
1: and the thing uh, I'll say
3: is that yeah, they and, and, never and officially broke email- up.
4: Yeah, we never we never officially stopped. So who knows? Maybe yeah. there'll be a moment. Yeah. Maybe Craig will yeah. find his muse. Maybe uh Mike will be eager to promote on Facebook and we'll all get mm-hmm. that the band back together. Who knows? Yeah, Someone who's stayed subscribed
1: gender- to the podcast in iTunes for uh, <laughs> for twelve years suddenly gets a notification. One dude oh, yeah. <laughs> it happened. They keep they keep Nailed getting it. that
0: they keep getting that question from the podcast app being like, It seems like uh this isn't putting out anything anymore. More? Do you want to keep subscribing? Like, yes, 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 yes it's, you know. it's going to happen. But they never uh,
3: broke up. <laughs> yeah, send an email to Goatlord44 at <laughs> gmail, and uh, we'll, <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: we were actually trying to remember the password for that the other. That was our actual show email address. <laughs> oh, That's
1: man. That's well. Uh, thank you guys so much. This was uh, uh, yeah. a great trip down memory lane for uh, everyone. I think absolutely. Thanks for Just, having but, us. Um, yeah. As always, you, you can find on your show. Oh thank you mm-hmm. um as always, yeah. you can find us at battleship dot com this week. i reviewed uh the vast of night uh the new amazon prime uh, original as well as uh uh a couple of other things that i'm uh trying to blink on right now oh the gray fox from 1982 which is out uh, uh you're able to rent that on vod in a new uh restoration uh, you can find a review of that and plenty of other stuff at battleship you can email us at david at battleship com or tyler battleship com. this week on the patreon we talked about uh the tv we've been watching is that right uh no, some ma- mail back. Mailback. Mailback. We answered some listener questions on the Patreon this week. That's at patreon.com slash battleship pretension Uh you guys, uh Craig Mike Micah, is there anything that you want to, to plug? other than yes. Hudson and, and Gaines. Okay, <laughs>
4: Micah, go uh, ahead. I'll plug Micah Flies. I, uh, I've been in the uh, car review game for a long time at Kelly Blue Book and I have my own channel too. But recently I've been doing these helicopter flyover videos of heli- uh, Los Angeles because I'm a helicopter pilot and they seem to really be connecting with people, especially because most people have to stay indoors. So if you want to see what the world looks like from a helicopter right now, <laughs> Micah Flies.
1: Oh wow. I, I saw, um, uh, LA Taco published a bunch of uh, drone photos of how long in and out lines, like, uh, oh, drive through lines are yeah. uh, right now. It's, that's the kind of thing you're seeing, uh, from a helicopter.
4: Yeah, I mean, seriously, like like uh, when the the coronavirus broke out, I would do these laps around LA, and you could f- monitor behavior in Los Angeles from the air. You could see mm-hmm. social distancing on the beach in Santa Monica. You could see the surfers when they had to disappear because people weren't uh, they weren't allowed to be out there anymore. You could see the sky be clearer because nobody's driving. It's crazy. Wow.
2: Hm. As someone who has been in uh, Micah's helicopter twice, I will say that uh, this is an amazing experience. I know that, that Micah yeah. wasn't plugging tours in his helicopter, but his channel, but I will <laughs> just say it's amazing. I've never been more happy to want to vomit in my life. Time <laughs> I've taken the helicopter rides with Micah. You should definitely check his shit out. It's great.
1: Awesome. I want to get a helicopter ride when this is all over. I, uh, I know the guy. All right. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Anything else you guys want to mention before we sign off?
3: All right. I'm going to plug your Patreon. Your Patreon. That's where people yeah. can be. Yeah. sure. Go to that. I,
0: I, can't, I can't argue with that.
3: Yeah, thank you. Support this show. Uh,
1: so thank you guys uh, so much for being here. Thank you at home for listening. And we'll get you next time. Bye. Bye. Yay.